0: Hello again, blunderers. It's been a long time. Longer for me than for you, I fear. You see, you'd know me as Benjamin Craven. But after accidentally summoning a rift in the fabric of our varied dimension, I was hurled across time and space. Found myself marooned here in the chrono wastes. Had to grow up here, with only my wits, the clothes on my back and my powerful magic to protect me. But my time here in the wastes, I fear has changed me, hardened me, molded me in its image. Where there was once Benjamin Craven, now only Craven Dark Time remains. I wander the wastes battling the forces of Dark Yeri, along with my trusty sidekick Robo-Hum. Say hello, Robo-Hum. Robo-Hum. Now, I've got to read this list of names. Hudson Miles, Robert Hawkes, Christopher Dunn, and Nick Scott. Thank you. Ian Ford, Gullitice, Matthew Smets, Mary Rain. Don't let the forces of Erie defeat you. Chris Walsh, Christopher Bruce, Mike Hammond, Michael Pollard, Jason Campbell, Olga Krasik, and michelle b thanks heather romantic noreen elizabeth david Fossey, heather baird cheryl nash chelsea dab and shell scott oh oh dear the chrono ripple has gone through and changed my accent again my bloody bloody hells on bloody hells well remember in the eternal darkness of the Chrono Chronoists, there is only Chrono war.
1: Hello, it's Yuri Ditchdigger, your resident law bard, and I love rootin', tootin' and good truth hootin'. I also huff paint. Before I get into this week's recap, I have a special message from a listener, Mike Hammond, who says, it's me, the god of inspiration, Join me on the celestial plane by dishing out inspiration points to these delightful dorks. P.S. If Chris Bruce is listening, and I know he is, I have your money, please let my family go. I'm the one you want. Happy blundering. Thank you, Mike, and I hope you get your family back. Although inter-listener conflict is definitely something I can get in on. If Chris Bruce has kidnapped one of your family members, or if you want to start beef with another listener, Get a shout out on the show by giving us a shout out in a Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram post. Tag us and we'll pick a lucky listener every week and read their message live. You can also do what Mike said, get a twofer. Make that message a favorite moment from the show and we'll gift the character you're talking about inspiration from you. Now, onto the recap. Last week, the party continued their battle with the jailer of the Chained Legionnaire and it was an absolute dog pile. They slowed him down, Bree fell on top of him, and then they just beat the ever-loving shit out of him until he blew himself up with a ice wall. I bet he is going to get a stern performance review when he gets back to the Frost Legion. They then found a bag with a bag in it, frozen into the sidewall of the cave. And after excavating some loot and having a chat with the giant who again asked them to go into the Aetherlock to get his axe back, the party began to make their way out of the cave and back to the caravan. Go into the Aetherlock to retrieve an axe. You don't have to ask them twice. Well, you you do, but they'll do it the second time. Probably? Let's find out on this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders. <laughs>
2: So picking up, uh, Star and Ben are walking back towards the mouth of the cave, everyone else gathering up the gold and the new bag of holding that Rowan has discovered. Yes. Ben and Star, as you're making your way through, you're noticing still these mephits are still up along the walls and the ceiling, but as you get close to them, they all stand still and Mm. just become indistinguishable around you. Uh, They're they're watching you leave, but not... uh, they, They seem to be afraid now. Okay, and then as you make your way towards the front of the cave, you see Bido standing, like just the silhouette of him against the storm outside, <laughs> just standing in the front of the cave. Uh, and as he as he sees you coming, he starts waving.
3: Uh, hello, Bato. Hello. Uh, all is good.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I made a good uh, a good trap.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. And he points up, and you can see that he has a uh, stalactite with a rope tied around it, and it looks like it has been, like, chipped away so that it's barely hanging on. Oh, that is good. And he has a big X drawn on the ground.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing.
3: Uh, So, okay, so, like, yes, Star makes a very careful point to walk around the X. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All is good in there. They're just uh, cleaning up... uh, Eh, whatever, I wasn't paying attention. Um, I don't know, they wanted to find, so they wanted. They were busy chipping some bag out of the ice. Anyways, we fought an ice devil or something.
5: Yeah, but we fought a, a like a crazy devil and these flying things. Watch out, they look like ice, they're really well hidden.
1: Oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going in there. Yes,
3: but uh, they do also seem like they're not paying attention to us anymore, so it's probably fine. Oh Well, should I go in there? Uh, yeah. Why not? Okay. Uh, maybe. Um, I mean, they might need help carrying some things out. I don't know. When, yeah. we back, they, uh, when we walked back, they when uh, we walked back, they they all seemed to just run away.
1: I brought them my bag. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, we're going in. Okay. Wish me yeah. luck. Uh, good, good
5: luck. luck. Oh, um, and Ben's gonna put his hand on Bido and cast Guidance. Good luck. They look just like ice, and they're about the same size as you. There's dozens of them bye (laughs) (laughs) Ah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he starts making his way into the dark (laughs) yeah
3: so I guess we just make our way back to the caravan
2: yeah okay so yeah stepping back out into like the blowing gale of a storm Mm -hmm. uh, almost takes you off your feet again as the wind but you you weren't too far from the caravan so following your own like deep footsteps in the snow you're able to find your way back Cool.
4: Well, if we've got that bag, um, and I kind of said a little bit to the giant, uh, I think I'm probably just going to mosey out. Yeah. Everyone's
6: okay?
7: Oh, this is the worst for wear, but, um, do you go all right? Yeah,
4: I'm about the same, I think.
6: Okay. Let me know if it would help to have
4: a spell. To be honest, I, I could probably go for a bit of a nap right now, more so than a spell.
8: Oh, yes, uh, nap would not probably go go various ast- uh, stray, and you can see that Bree is like uh, for the first
2: time probably in a few days is really starting to slow down all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hitting hitting the end of your time on on the ether fruit, you would you would start to feel like the effects of the exhaustion starting to catch up with you.
6: It looks like um you could really use a nap, Brie. I could too. <laughs>
8: Yes, it's probably not wise to nap in front of uh, something so large, uh, just looking up at this giant f- face in the wall.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you can see now as the face like has stopped moving around and stopped breaking the ice, the ice is starting to form back over his face again, supernaturally
7: fast. I think as we as we leave uh, with with tongues still active, uh, I would just turn to him and say, uh, thank you again for your help. Uh, we will return um, as quickly as possible. I look forward to your return. I wish you luck. The visions I have of what they are doing, they're disturbing. Be on your guard. Of course. And yet just Valen sort of like shudders a little bit and and turns to leave with the rest.
2: Yeah, so making your way down the hallway, um, you start to hear like, ah, no, <clears throat> get back, get away and you see Bido tugging on a bag that is being lifted up off the ground by like three mephits <laughs> as like one of them just like blasts him with a, a cold breath.
7: I'll cast a quick web spell and try to ca- catch the mephits. Okay. Oh, wow, the 24 and a 22. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs>
2: 11 and a 14. Uh, so the second
7: two fail.
2: Okay. So they, yeah, get webbed down to one of the, like, icicles that's coming off of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And the other two, just seeing the group of you coming, just flit back up into the dark. And Bito sort of drops back down to the ground with the bag and just starts stabbing one of the ones that is pinned.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> uh, are you all right, Baito?
1: Yeah, I'm good. They just that, they popped out of nowhere. Just came down from the... They really look like ice. Ben said they look like ice, but they they really look like ice. Like I thought, you know, I would know ice and I would know bad ice, but I I didn't get it. They 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 tricked me.
7: No, it's truly indistinguishable. Um, but I I think we've we've located everything of interest in here. Why why don't you return with us now?
1: No, okay, guys,
2: sounds good.
7: And yeah, making your way out, he guides you around his super super
2: obvious trap. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> and back out into the storm, and same same way you came, you're able to follow your footsteps back to the cabin. That
7: bag of holding is is certain to come in handy.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think this will be a great little addition. I mean, I don't really know if anyone needs to be carrying it or not, but uh, it'll definitely be helpful.
7: Uh, can I make a like an Arcana check or a History check to to know things about a bag of holding? Uh, yes, it's it's not an uncommon
2: magic item. A lot of merchants as well would have used it, so I think you would have encountered them quite a bit back in Pralia.
7: Yeah, it's. I assume as like a wealthy trading family, we've encountered quite a few. Yeah. Oh, but I can't roll well, so <laughs> it's only <laughs> an 11. An 11?
2: I, I think 11 you would have the basic information of what it does, like it, it holds way, way more than it looks like it should be able to. Do I know about turning them inside out? Uh, not with an 11, I don't think. Okay,
8: cool. You don't remember the details, but you do just remember one word. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Upon getting back into the mimic, our little mimic town, Bree would just crawl her way up to the caravan and just like barely be able to get herself up on top of it uh, before just diving onto the pile of of, of beer skin rugs and everything, uh, Mm -hmm. turning upside down and, and I think just completely passing out.
2: Yeah, okay. So I, th- I think, yeah, you probably want to bury yourself under the, the bearskin as this storm is formidable. Yeah, you climb in, you just go unconscious immediately.
8: Yeah, <laughs> But I imagine, butt sticking out, probably a leg over the side.
2: Everybody else, when you head inside, I guess Star and Ben, you get there first. Uh, in- inside, everyone's kind of hunkered down. It's pretty cramped in here now with the menagerie of NPCs that you've picked up. So, coming back inside, you can see that Dust is trying to keep his journal away from Fezrick still, who is still just, like, leaning <laughs> over, trying to annotate everything. All of the Woads are sitting in the corner, staring loggingly out the window, uh, as the arguments are just, like, spewing out of the two of them. Yuri and Diglin are sitting down. Diglin has a map out, and Yuri is kind of talking about where you should be going next. Yeah, as they, as they see you come in, uh, Yuri's just like, head to go! Uh, pretty good. Eh, uh, you know, kill the devil. The same old.
5: Yeah, Uncle Yuri, I, I did magic, and my, it was, my mom was, he, like, there. It, like, it what? wasn't her.
2: Oh, good.
5: But it <laughs> felt like her. And she protected Valen and me.
1: You must uh, have her on your mind. If it's just uh, m- magic can take
7: funny forms. Would I be able to bring her here for real? Uh, Benjamin, um... I, I don't know if this might work. Um, uh, in order for me to send a message, I must be familiar with, with the individual, but perhaps with, with the imagery that I've I've just seen, uh, there's a chance I, I could be able to send her a message. Really? It's unlikely, but it, it's, it, it could be possible.
5: Okay. Can we try uh, to send a message to another person?
7: Give me a moment, and I'll... I'll I'll try.
5: Just watching Mike's
7: face fall. (laughs) (laughs) I I think Evan has a feeling it doesn't work, but who knows. Uh, Yeah, I cast Sending and try to reach out to the Samurai figure that I saw in the spell. Uh, Hello, I uh, am a friend of your son, uh, Benjamin Craven, although that's not the name that you know him by. I believe, and I'm like looking and snapping at, at Ben to give me the name. Uh, Ben's face would just fall, and <laughs> he'd be like,
5: "I wasn't supposed to tell you my real name."
7: Oh, uh, uh, some other name, but he, he's here with us, and he's well. And you wait, and you don't hear anything back. Uh, I slump a little bit and and look look at Ben. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I I probably shouldn't have gotten your hopes up. Um, I, I don't believe it worked.
2: Oh, thank the gods. Yeah, and Yuri is like, oh, God, okay. Oh, I should have stopped you from doing that. Oh, my God. I
5: Ooh. was, if <laughs> if she found out, I, I broke my word.
2: Oh, she'd kill all of us. She'd kill what? everybody in here.
5: Well, why wouldn't she be happy to hear from you? She, that was, I, well, I, th- I wanted to talk to her, but I didn't want to tell her that I broke my word to
7: her and told you all my secret name. Well, uh, then, fortuitously, she is still none the wiser. She would kill us all.
2: Really? Oh yeah, she's absolutely vicious. She's not that bad. Oh, she's that bad. She's not that bad to you, but she's still pretty bad. <laughs> she's
1: she's just she's just very stern.
6: Feel like this is important information to know.
2: Perhaps before we send her messages. I- I've sent a couple of messages off the old-fashioned way. So, ho- hopefully we'll hear something back soon, and he's kind of patting you on the shoulder, Ben. Maybe when we're in a place that's a little more, uh, you know, locked down. Okay. Hard to get things back and forth when you're on the move. Mm.
5: Right. You can, when you go on an adventure, sometimes you, you're you you're just gone for a long time, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's thinking of you. It's just, uh, you know, of the things I, I know for sure about your mom, she is terrifying but cares about you very deeply.
3: In any case uh, we met with this uh, chained leaderger their fellow. Yeah, what's up He's still uh, still stuck. He's very very chained uh, but uh, yeah he wants he has a, he wants his axe back. Hmm.
7: Uh, apparently if we retrieve his axe from below the lake it should uh, free him and uh, he seems quite reasonable and amenable to an arrangement where we, if we are to uh, free him, he will assist us in um, dealing with Lilia.
4: Yeah, n- now mind you, he strikes me as somebody who uh, doesn't have a whole lot of faith in being rescued, but uh, I-, I think if we managed to pull it off, uh, he'd be more than amenable to, to, to the deal.
3: Yeah, frankly, he uh, he seems like a bit of a pussycat, you know what I mean? Like, uh, much more uh, relaxed than I would have thought.
7: Now, perhaps a-, a few thousand years, or whatever it might have been, uh, trapped within ice, sort of... Uh, Mellow's one Eases out. Eases you out. Yeah, Mellow's one out, yes. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I guess that
2: helps me make up my mind. I suppose Jaren is definitely the next hit then.
7: Yes, he, d- he did give one word of warning as we were leaving, that uh, he receives visions of, of, of what the uh, the inhabitants of the lake are, are doing, and, and he said that what they are doing he finds disturbing and to be on guard.
4: Yeah, someone tells me this isn't exactly going to be a walk in the park.
7: Well, for one, we'll be swimming. Yeah, it's not gonna be a walk at
5: all. What do you mean, Ben?
7: We're gonna be swimming.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right.
5: Wait, what? Well, we gotta go in the lake. We're getting all this waterproof magic, right?
6: Right, so we'll be able to breathe underwater and like not freeze, but I think and swimming's pretty different than walking.
3: Yeah, you see this kind of realization dawn on Star's face Uh that he has to actually go underwater and swim. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like, wh- we have to go under the water?
6: Yeah.
4: Afraid so.
3: But it's going to be really cold.
4: Well, not so much for us. No, I mean, that was part of the boon, right? Uh.
6: Are, aren't you feeling that warm now? Like, Well, no.
3: I'm okay, I, I guess. But, I mean, no. Uh, and uh, no one, Valen, And, like, looks at Valen as the only other person who ever lives in the desert. Like...
7: Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not exactly looking forward to it, but it, it's certainly a, a, an undiscovered country, if, if you will. I'm, I have to say, I'm, I'm more curious than I am uh, hesitant.
5: Uh, are we going to be able to see down there? Isn't it pitch black dark at the bottom of lakes and in the ocean and stuff?
6: That's a good point. It might be really dark.
5: I mean, I can see in the dark
7: pretty good. Do either of you have the means to create magical light?
6: I usually just light my hand on fire. I, that probably doesn't work underwater.
5: Uh, yeah, Ben cl- closes his eyes and concentrates, and the f- the fire in
7: the uh,
5: hearth flares brighter. Hmm.
7: I'm I'm not sure that will be all that effective. And Evan is now looking up the rules for the cantrip versatility.
6: Magic underwater.
7: I'm only allowed to change cantrips on a uh, level up, right? Not a long rest. Did Tasha's fix that?
8: I think so. I think I changed it to you long can sw- rest. I think you
2: can yeah. switch
7: out one on a long rest now with Tasha's. That would be great. Well, it, it, I'm not sure either of those would be all that effective. Um, I'll I'll do some reading tonight before I head off to bed. Um, I, I should have a solution for us in the morning. All
2: right. Well, uh, if, if we're going to take it in the morning, uh, I can move us a bit closer. We can uh, move through the night, get to the shoreline at least.
4: Well, that'd be appreciated, but uh, I mean, does that mean that's another, uh, you know, sleepless night
2: for you? I'm not getting much sleep lately, anyway.
6: Hmm. I suppose it is getting a little bit crowded around here. Didn't you folks want to go see a city at some point? I say to Fezrik
2: and the Wodes. Oh, uh, (laughs) I mean, I'd love to see a city. That'd be, that'd be a... Just wonderful! Uh, is that is that possible? Is that where we're going?
6: Eventually, I think.
2: Cool. That's a that's great. Yeah, that'd be that'd be swell. I bet there's mm. all sorts of cool things in a city. It's probably like what, 15, 20 cabins there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Sure, a lot of
1: carving space.
6: I think I'll sleep outside in the ca- in the caravan.
4: You know, we could probably. Hey, Diglin. Now you probably know better than anybody else here. Do you think we could convince? this old friend of ours to grow another cabin.
2: I don't know. I've never asked her to change.
4: Well, I'd give her some blueberries, sure. <laughs>
2: uh, and she kind of like looks down and is like, I don't know how to... Hey, uh, old girl.
5: Valen, can you talk
7: into its mind at all? I, I'm sorry, i sorry, not tonight. I, I I, no longer have the, the energy left uh, for such a powerful spell. Okay. Oh, but I really want to know what you hear back in your mind talking to (laughs) (laughs) me.
2: Nailed it. (laughs) Could you uh, maybe give us some more space? And everything is just horrifically still. Mm. She's like, I I don't even know where to begin with this, honestly. Yeah.
3: How did it grow the first one?
2: I don't know. It it just looked like this when I got there.
4: Oh. Oh, I see. I see.
2: When she poops out the little babies too, it seems like they pick it at birth and then, you know, they they're just that. Like the fork never turns into a spoon or anything.
5: No, so they they don't change when they get bigger. It just becomes like, like a giant fork. I've never kept them around to find out. Hmm. Mm. Well, they must grow up and change into different forms. Should wouldn't that make sense? I don't know.
4: Well, I mean, that could explain those giant forks in the world. I imagine, Uh, (laughs) as with
7: most arcane and abjuration creatures, uh, if you try too hard to make it make sense, uh, that way madness lies.
4: It is a good discussion for a clear night a campfire, though.
7: Don't think it's going to work. She doesn't
2: uh, doesn't take complex tasks. Move was hard, and I usually have to give her, like, a full caribou for that.
4: (laughs) Well, it was worth a shot.
6: I guess the caravan after all, then. See you in the morning.
4: Good night. Yeah, sleep tight.
2: So uh, we can move into the night's rest, if you'd like, as Diglin makes her way back out into the storm up to the front. As you're drifting off to sleep, either in the cramped cabin or the pretty freezing cold and buffeted caravan outside, the familiar shift begins to rock you back and forth as the cabin begins to undig itself and stand up and start making its way back north. Before we go to bed, uh, Star's going to walk over to the wodes. Uh so they're just sitting around like hanging out. They're looking out the windows yeah and as things start to get up you can see that they get a little excited and start talking to each other. Star's just going to be like, uh, hey and they all look at you. Are you guys bored? And they nod Hold, hold on one minute and then uh, Star's going to go get his dragon chest set Okay. and like <laughs> lay it out for them and he's like, do you guys want to want to play, maybe? When you leave, they get kind of excited, and then when you come back with the dragon set board, you can tell that they're disappointed. <laughs> uh, but they kind of look at each other, and one of them's like, yeah, and shrugs and sits down. Oh, cool, okay. And then, yeah, Star sits <laughs> down and starts playing with one of them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I think you, all, you just probably decimate them. Okay. It, it does get Sky over again, critiquing you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so starts so gonna like be trying to help them out
3: to learn, to, like to like help their strategy, help the strategy of them a little bit. Like he'll be like teaching them as he's demolishing them. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, do like you can do a performance or a persuasion. I'll do a performance. Or
3: no, a persuasion. <laughs>
2: Crit fail. Crit
3: fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can see like fight, every fight, time you fight. get
2: invested in the rules and like feel like you're making headway when you look back up, the woads are just all looking out the window again. Now they're talking to each other while you're talking, and then when you stop, they all stop, like they're getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like after
3: after a couple of rounds of this, and then and then Sky like uh, Sky interrupting, and then like criticizing myself like, I, I, I don't even know why I do anything. And then like starts like getting frustrated, <laughs> and then walks away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just goes and sits down and is sits down in the chair next to the next to the fire and just sort of like looks.
2: Yeah, and uh, the the three woads turn away from the chess set and go back to looking out the window. And every once in a while, they just turn around and keep looking at everyone, and they're just, like, shaking their heads (laughs) as the cabin walks off into the night.
5: Ben was going to take a watch, like, first watch, crawl up on the, uh, the walls and hunker down and...
2: Perception. 25. Throughout the night, for most of your watch, it is just blowing snow. There's really nothing. You're kind of looking around. You're watching as the the Mimic is tearing down trees as usual, picking up whatever wildlife it can and eating it while on the move. And right towards the end of your watch, the storm starts to subside. So now you're just kind of buried almost up to your neck in snow, just like this terrible wind blowing in your face. Yeah, I think Ben was just… Yeah, kind of hunkered down with uh, the one of the spider cloaks wrapped around him. Yeah, you can feel like it, the snow every once in a while. You have to shake a snow drift off of yourself. Uh, but then towards the end of your watch, the storm just completely subsides. The air just becomes completely still. As you can see now, beyond the mountains, the sun's light starting to come up, just silhouetting the mountains. You can see the edge of the ether lock, and you can see that there is a figure at first, it kind of just looks like a boulder, but then you see it moving, and then you see it turn around and see the Mimic House coming, and then you see it start running away towards the lake. I think Ben would be, yeah, uh, he'd probably be
5: asleep and, like, maybe lazily his eyes opened when the there was, like, a bit of first light, and uh, spots that, and would just stand up and like in a poof, in, a, in an explosion of snow <laughs> and just, oh, oh, and uh, jump off the wall and come running back and be like,
6: there's something by the lake. I think Kara would be coming out of one of the cabins because it's cold and she needs to warm up. Were you up all night?
5: I slept a bit. There's something by the lake. Yeah, show me.
2: So looking up over the wall with Ben pointing it out, now you're getting closer and closer to this. So now you're starting to be able to hear in the stillness of the morning over the crutching of the pseudopods, Just like a, oh oh no, oh my god. Oh, it's getting closer. As this uh, this creature is like running, just falling down over every branch, just scrambling through the snow trying to escape. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Ben would just shout,
5: we mean you no harm.
2: Yeah, as a like deer skips, over the top of a of a log and the mimic grabs it out of midair and just, like, <laughs> eats, it, <laughs> eats it whole. Uh, you can make a persuasion check. <laughs> Ben's just waving, smiling. Yeah. 14. Yeah, you see them like scramble and turn as you start talking and their hood comes down and you see a blue kobold in kind of fancy winter clothes. Uh, a leather coat uh, that looks like it might be ringed in some sort of like seal skin with a big puffy white fox hood. And they, are, they kind of stop, but mostly because they've fallen down and are now scrambling backwards like crab walking away with their eyes just like wide as saucers looking up at you. And then just like as the cabin is basically above them, they just put their arms over their head and wait I- to die. And yeah, I think he's like,
5: stop, <laughs> stop.
2: How do we stop this? And Diglin's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, what? And the, the cabin, yeah, the, as like a pseudopod is about to reach down and like grab this cobalt off the ground, uh, the cabin <laughs> stops with just the pseudopod inches over his head.
6: There's a little, um, there's a little cobalt down there.
2: So? <laughs>
6: well, do you just let the cabin eat people if you run them over?
2: If they don't get out of the way. Really? We're going in a straight line. I mean, if they, it's survival of the fittest. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Seems a little wasteful. What if what if they're friendly?
2: And you just hear whimpering from under the pseudopod, which is still just, like, hovering above the kobold on the ground.
5: Hi there. C- come on out. She won't hurt you.
2: Scrambling out from underneath and then looking up at you, just like, oh, my God, this thing's crazy. Yeah. Uh Hello, travelers. Hi, uh, I'm
5: Benjamin. This is the Caravan of Wonders. What's your name?
2: Uh, I'm Ralph.
5: Hi, Ralph. So and Ben's turns the carries. should we should should we like throw him down a rope or something?
2: Uh, And I think the rest of you would wake up as the caravan like rocks to a stop. All of you are kind of like rolled out of wherever you're sleeping. You can hear all this yelling outside.
6: We have a pretty full caravan.
2: Do you need help? I'm, I'm just looking for my, uh, uh, for my settlement.
5: Where is it? What's it called?
2: Uh, Milk Oven.
5: Milk Oven? Yeah. i never heard of it. Okay. Thanks anyway. Is that around here? And, like, Ben turns to Diglin. And Diglin's like, well, I've
7: never heard of it. S- sorry, who, who's there? Ralph. is a, it's a kobold. Ooh. Oh. Um.
5: Are we eating
7: him?
2: I don't think so.
4: <laughs> no, I think we're good, bro. You, you can go back to sleep.
2: <sighs> <laughs> and Bido comes uh, running out of the caravan and like scrambles up the wall and looks over the edge and is like, who this?
1: Oh, no, I don't know him.
2: And then hops back down off the wall and goes back <laughs> into the
7: caravan right away. Oh, yeah. uh, how can we be of assistance? I just wondering if you've seen Milk Oven. Milk Oven? I'll do a history Where- check. Why can't I roll anything but four? Uh, that is again an eleven. Uh, yeah, never, never heard of it.
4: Oh, a uh, 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 bido, bido! You, you hear something called a called a, a milk oven?
1: Uh, no. Oh. Sounds gross.
4: It does,
2: right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't like milk cold. I don't know why. Why you want milk hot?
2: Yeah, <laughs> no. And he's like, ah, it's no, it's no, it's no problem. Really, just take. You can take your monster and and continue. I just—if—if uh, if you haven't seen it, neither have I. I—I'm I, pretty sure it used to be right here, but I—I'm probably just lost.
4: Well, when did you see it last?
2: I, I went up to the Silver Span probably six months ago.
4: Well, I guess it couldn't have been—it couldn't be the town under the lake, is it? Oak and hold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oak and hold. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: No, hmm. no. That—that's—that's uh, that's been down there. I—I I don't go down there.
4: Oh, all right. Well, I mean, where are you staying in the meantime? Are you cold?
2: Yeah. I, but I, I make do. I got to I got to pack. I'm a
7: survivor. You know, I'm used to the long trek, the long oh, haul.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, well, we're, we're a bunch of survivors. But, and I'm,
7: I look at Valen. Why don't you come on inside and, and get a warm up and uh, then you can be on your way uh, as soon as you've recovered from the cold. There we go. Yeah, Ben comes is coming back now with a rope.
2: I got a rope. He very like you looking at him. He does not want to do that. Uh, and he's like looking around for any other and then kind of like looks at his hands which are shaking uh, and he steadies them okay sh- uh, sure just for just just till I warm up and then I'll be I'll be on my way and out of your hair certainly
4: cool.
3: looks to me
2: like we're roping another NPC
3: <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm <laughs>
8: eating this one <laughs>
2: uh, so yeah he he scurries up the rope pretty quick come on in He's just wearing this, this coat, this winter gear, which does look like quite expensive and nice and like custom fitted, uh, fits him really, really well. And there's even like a sleeve for his tail, Hmm. uh, which curled around him as he sits down, kind of looking at all of you passively looking over him. He does not look prepared for a long journey. Like he has no pack, just seems Hmm. to be the clothes on him.
4: Well, where are you coming from?
2: I just got uh, kind of abducted. From the Silver Span.
4: What's the Silver Span?
2: The bridge outside of Mox Rain, The traitor's bridge. So,
4: somebody abducted you?
2: Yeah, yeah, kind of. I I don't think she meant to. Uh, She was stealing something. Came uh, running past, ran into my stand. And then, poof, I was here with her. And she was no help. Asked her to bring me back. She just went walking off. Oh. Oh, she teleported here.
6: Pretty rude. Yeah.
7: That, yeah, that it was rude like like as hell. Could you describe this individual? Human. Old. Lady. <laughs> she had
2: a cloak. She had a big, uh. Big shiny telescope. Looked expensive.
4: Oh, her. Yeah. Yeah, right, right.
7: You know her? No, I don't know. Oh, good. I was gonna <laughs> tell you to send her a message. Well, no, it wouldn't be the same woman that passed through Pinnefel before us, would it?
6: Was she looking at stars?
2: She was just walking away and very pointedly annoying, uh, ignoring me.
5: Was she looking at stars? What?
8: Ah, she did. Lady and Binifel
5: had telescope,
8: too. Uh, You see, Bri is kind of just like leaned over the top of the caravan uh, at this
7: point. Do you know what direction she went in?
2: He's like, oh, boy. And is kind of looking back across the lake. Uh I walked with her for a bit. She was heading up and he's kind of like pointing over the hills to the north on the other side of the Aetherlock. He's like, I guess she was going west. I followed her for a bit, but she was quite a bit quicker than me. And then I, I headed south.
8: Yeah, there was Temple North, we were told of, that she was looking for. Mm-hmm. This is all I can remember from old conversation.
7: Yes, I... Uh... I, I'm extremely curious, but I, I, I'm not sure that it's as pressing as as in getting to the the city beneath the lake. You you mentioned you seem to be somewhat familiar with uh, Oakenhold, was it? Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, uh, I mean,
7: uh,
2: Milk Oven was right here, uh, so we knew of it.
6: Looking around, does it look like there was ever a settlement here?
2: Uh, not not near here, no. There's no, no sign of anything.
5: How long ago did you move to Mox
2: Terrain? Uh, I, I didn't move there. I was just going to sell. Uh, I'm a, I'm a sea cow milk salesman. Sea cow? Yeah. Delicacy.
4: Oh. oh.
8: Well, that sounds great. Oh, sea cows are quite good. It has been a long time since I have eaten one.
2: Are they in the lake? No, no. You got to make your way to the, to the ocean for that one. Oh. Quite a journey. So, People pay so top is, dollar around here. Is milk oven by the ocean? No, no. I, I I swear it was right here.
6: It really doesn't look like there was a settlement here. It's, you know, there even if it was destroyed there should be like some buildings or
2: Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably my mistake. Uh, I'm not used to walking for weeks. <laughs> Through the mountains and then trying to track it down. I've almost circumnavigated the whole lock, though, and haven't found it. I don't know. I'm worried. How do you normally navigate? Uh, Well, I usually with the trading carts. And we have our path that we take to get to Mox the Rain. I mean, it's it's a long haul, but... And is that below ground? No, no. Above ground. Usually wait until spring to come back.
7: How familiar are you with Oakenhold? Can can you tell us anything of its inhabitants? Bunch of fish people. You, you've mm-hmm. never been there yourself, or, or know anyone that has? No, stay out of the stay out of the lake.
8: Is Milkoven, uh, your town is uh, like human town, or uh, like our town?
2: Uh, our, our town, like us, uh, although none none of your of your type. Uh, well, it's a uh, town. Uh. Have you tried looking under snow? No, but I mean, we had a good, really nice cabin set up. We had a, you know, a well dug, great little setup.
4: Yeah, there'd be some trace of it.
5: Did you ever run into any of the hags that live around here? No. Never? No. Never even heard of them?
7: No. While we're waiting, uh, I just like to start casting detect magic as a ritual.
2: Okay.
7: Worst we had to deal with were yetis.
2: Yeah, we've dealt with some yetis. A
6: few yetis, yeah.
2: That dragon, too, but magnificent. Didn't bother us. Do you
8: know where dragon lives?
2: No, not where it lives, but <laughs> uh, it comes from the mountains. Some of the young ones come here to fish. In the spring, uh, they, they break right through the ice from the sky. It's something to watch. What?
5: Wow. They don't do that in the winter?
6: That sounds really cool.
2: Yeah, it does. Not, uh, not, not in a group like they do in the spring. It's the the first feed we call it.
6: Okay.
4: Yeah, that's something I'd like to see.
8: Hopefully, they are hibernating as much as possible at this time of year. Mm. It's not something we would like to be running into, Rowan.
4: Well, maybe not at the moment. But uh, that that you know that feeding does sound does sound like a spectacle.
2: Oh, it's so it's so good. They go so high and just like turn themselves into like this spear and just hit the ice, and you can hear the crack for miles.
4: Incredible.
2: I guess
5: we, uh, we should. Get breakfast going. I'll start the fire.
2: Diglin Diglin is like, Are we can we go?
5: Yep. Yep. Yeah.
6: Okay. Totally.
2: Jeez. And starts the the uh, cabin moving forward again towards the lake. Uh but you are pretty much there. Within like a couple of minutes of getting breakfast ready, the cabin arrives at the edge of the lake.
7: And does my detect magic go off?
2: Yeah, your detect magic goes off. Uh there is some like prestidigitation glamours. Over his clothing to keep them clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just very expensive, semi
7: magical winter clothes, but no other like illusion magic or anything going on. No.
2: I'm
8: just gonna roll for hit points from sleeping, assuming I got to level up. Yep. Yeah.
7: Yes, you did.
2: Yeah.
8: You rolled a four.
7: Wah, wah. Four That's on
8: a D12. A D12. D12. You didn't, oh.
6: you didn't travel through any other like planes on the way here, did you? Like you didn't make a stop in like the Fae.
2: No, just a uh, straight shot.
4: You guys didn't have any, uh, you know, enemies uh, or, or anything like that, right? Like, there's no, no chance of, you know, you, uh, you know what I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, rival merchants and that kind of thing, but I don't, I don't think they would know where to find us. Well, we, you know, we, we save our feuding for the Silver Span.
4: Yeah, right, okay. Ugh, you, you guys wouldn't have, you know, uproots roots and... and settled somewhere else in the meantime or anything would you? Yeah, it's not like a seasonal thing maybe? You forgot about it?
2: I don't know why they would do that, but it I mean, I've got no other explanation. You think the well would still be here or something though? Yeah, that's true. I must have just fine. gotten it wrong. I'm, it's not impossible that I'm just lost.
6: If you looked at a map, do you think you could point at it? And yeah,
2: he pulls a map out from under his coat oh. and holds it out to you and it's circled with, like, handwritten milk oven. It's not a great map. It it is is hand-drawn, but it does look like it, if not exactly here. Like, it is too big for the map. Mm-hmm. But it would be, like, in this general area.
4: Could I do, a, like, a survival check to see if I could narrow it down a bit further looking at it?
2: Oh, that's really good. Um, plus
4: 8. So that's uh, 19 plus 8 is, is, what, 26?
2: 26? Yeah. Yeah. So looking at the map and looking at, uh, like, knowing what you know about drawing maps... You mm-hmm. can see that basically where you're standing and looking around, the, the mountains that stick out to you as being prominent are also drawn prominently on the map. Okay. And you can see that there is like a river nearby that you can see on the map and you can see the river there. With this clear morning that you have and from this higher point, there is no way that you wouldn't be able to see a settlement if it was here.
8: Mm. And is yeah, the I... snow in this area deep enough to, like, hide a well or a house?
2: It could hide a well, but it would not, not a house. Not a house, okay. No. And any maintained settlement would, would have, the, you'd still be able to see signs of it. Like, the trees aren't completely buried
7: here. I have no idea why this settlement is not here. I, I, I can only imagine you must be from some sort of parallel dimension. <laughs> Yeah, that's got me stumped.
6: Or, or you could have time-traveled. Yeah. You step through a portal and time goes all stretchy and…
2: Yeah, I don't know what she what she did. Town is probably just eaten by things.
8: There is a giant monster in Lake, there is dragons overhead, yetis who patrol through woods, many things would want to eat town.
7: If the entire town were mimics like ours, they could have gotten up and walked away. <laughs>
6: Usually, she leaves, like, a great big hole behind when she gets up.
7: Could have been filled in by snow. I don't know. There weren't lots of baby mimics around all the time, were there? No. Milk milk oven was real safe. It was great. Not to make generalizations, but I I thought that kobolds preferred living underground. Not us. as uh, generations lived in, in milk oven above
2: ground. We, uh struck it out, I I like to think that we fight a lot of the ideas that people have of kobolds. We make sure that we're well-educated in the way of merchants and the trade routes, Hmm. and we made quite a good
7: living for ourselves. I I just wish there was some way for us to help you return home. Oh, wait, there might be. (laughs) 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 And I dig through my pouch for the compass of the lost. Yep. I, I, I pull it out and I say, if, if you will tell me your, your true name, uh, um, I will speak it to this device, and, and it will point the way to any creature, the creature that most desires to find you. Okay. Uh, Ralph Milkoven. Okay, and I, I hold out the, the compass and say, Ralph Milkoven. You see the
2: mist inside swirl, and it kind of hits Ralph's shadow, and again, the, the two skeletal, skeletal fingers inside spin around and his shadow goes with it. But then they just kind of bounce back and forth, kind of drifting aimlessly, not really pointing in a direct direction like it usually does. Hmm.
4: I look up and like shield my eyes against the sun and see if I see anything like floating above us.
2: Uh, no, just the, the still like blue air. Uh, You can see the clouds moving overhead, being blown by the incredibly fast wind
7: moving over the mountains.
4: Yeah, 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 definitely stomped.
7: He's like, what's up? Would would the person who most wishes to find you be the sort to cast anti-divination magic on themselves? No, I don't think so.
4: Oh, maybe that's the problem. Do do you think anyone's really looking for you, or or they all kind of have you accounted for, so to speak?
2: I mean, Larry is in... He's still on the silver span. I mean, he's still with the cart. I mean, I'm sure he's wondering where I went.
6: So it should be pointing at Mox, the rain, maybe.
4: I'm gonna um, put my hand on his shoulder uh, as if to comfort him, but really I'm checking to see if there's not some sort of spatial illusion magic similar to what we've come across. And uh, I'm also gonna really aim my my insight on him. And and, um, and, and you're sure that, uh, you know, you're on your way home here. Like this is where it's supposed to be.
2: And yeah, your hand lands on his clothes, which are uh, deceptively dry and warm, Mm -hmm. uh, but lands on a physical kobold. Um, Like, you can feel the scale under the coat and everything, and you can roll insight if you want.
4: Yeah, uh, a 22. 22?
2: Yeah. He is worried now that you've used magic on him to find out where he's from and can't figure it out.
4: Well, well, I mean, you know, like any other mystery, it's got a solution. We'll, uh, we, we can figure it out. If
8: everyone is eaten, no one would be looking for him.
4: Well, well, yeah, now, now, Bree, I mean, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that could be like an internal thought that you could sort of keep on the low. You know, we don't want to stress the poor guy out further. I'm sure there's some reasonable solution that doesn't necessarily involve his whole town being wiped out, you know, is probably maybe, uh, and I can see that I'm also making things worse, and I'll just kind of trail <laughs> off.
2: I'm honestly a bit worried that the same about the same thing. I think
5: Ben comes, uh, marching back, and you see the fires roaring, and he stinks of smoke, and he's like, hey, Ralph, what day is it,
2: do you think it is? Should be just the end of Booberberry.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh. no. No, it's, Janus, it's the end of Janus Ferry.
6: Well, that oh. does seem to indicate some kind of time travel.
2: We'll probably. What, what year? I don't know. We don't do that in milk oven. Yeah, um, now,
4: now this really is getting a bit D- fishy. Digglin? <laughs> yeah?
6: Have you been in this area before? Yeah. Ever seen like a little cobalt town? No. Maybe back in time?
7: <laughs> That's what I'm starting to wonder. Perhaps our telescope woman was fleeing Mox the Rain in the future, and travelled back in time, accidentally bringing this figure back here.
5: That can happen. It can happen. You can move things through time. It's times like a. It's like a, a stream or a river, and you can pick up if you drop pebbles in the different parts of it, the ripples. Uh, move in different directions, and sometimes uh, people can get caught in the ripples.
2: So what do I do? I don't know. Um, You could come with us.
4: Yeah, you you could stay warm right here for now.
2: Where are you going?
6: I think eventually we'll be going to Mox the Rain. Um,
8: We are going to City Under Lake.
6: Yeah.
7: Right. Uh, I'm good. Well, you You, don't have to... uh, Join us there, but you're right. you're welcome to uh, stay here. Well, I'm gonna keep looking, just in case
2: I didn't time travel. <laughs> uh, well, it's
5: probably was meant to be that you came across us when you're lost in time. I'm a I have I have some magic powers from time, a time god, and Valen there can look sometimes see into the future you're probably meant to come across us because it's all, it's all going to happen anyway.
2: Uh, and Rowan, like you're looking at Ralph, Ralph does not believe this at all. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, best of luck with your, time studies kit, mm. uh, <laughs> and, uh okay. okay for my town.
4: Well, I, I tell you what, Ralph, uh, you have a look and, you know, uh, get to the bottom of this too. We're going to be here for a little while, like we said. So, you know, try to keep us in sight and, uh, you know, we, we won't take off. We'll probably be here at least, at least a day or two. So, uh, you, you know, if you get too cold, you make sure you come on back here. Okay.
2: Sure. Uh, Just, um, if you're going into the lake, I guess, find out if a bunch of fish people ate everyone I ever knew.
4: I absolutely will.
2: And maybe I'll stop back if I can't find it.
4: Please, please do. Or or leave word with us if you do find it.
2: Sounds good. Uh, thank you for the toasty warm-up.
5: Really? You're really gonna... Okay.
2: I don't don't know you. This thing terrifies me. Uh, (laughs) And honestly, you're kind of breaking my brain with this time travel stuff.
5: We're, we're, we're heroes and adventurers. We, we protect people. We're probably supposed to protect you. There's a ton of people here who we've all come across and are okay. I mean, do you want to stay, do f- you want to have breakfast? Yuri makes good oatmeal. Yeah.
6: My sister has twins and they're two different ages because of traveling through the Fae. So, you know, time really? stuff, time stuff happens. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm stuff happens. How much,
5: <laughs> how much different age are they?
6: Petrol's like five now. And his sister is nine.
5: Whoa, that's kind of like what happened, like what's happening to me. You were just growing up. As time passes, you grow up then. Yeah, but uh, really fast. Like, I don't, I don't think I look a lot bigger than nine. <laughs>
4: I'm watching Ralph's one eyebrow arc further and further (laughs) up his forehead.
2: He is like he is not even listening anymore. Like he is looking over the edge of the wall and is just like again like recounting the mountains and just trying to get his bearings. Uh, Does his outfit look contemporary? Uh, It's latest fashion. (laughs) I'm
8: I'm definitely not the one to be asking those questions, but nobody else is. So,
2: but
6: yeah. Valen, who's been to Mox the Rain. Yeah.
2: I don't think you've ever seen a kobold dress like this. Yeah, but it is, like, very obviously a custom-made winter suit for a kobold, which it is kind of strange no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, uh, Ralph, before you take off, you just came from Mox the Rain, right? Uh, who's in
2: charge there now, anyway? Uh, the family. The, the families.
4: The families, or, or just the one? The families. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I and I'm looking at Valen and kind of shrugging. Like, is that is that right? I don't. Uh, I yeah. No.
2: Is that right? <laughs> I forget what's currently true. It is. True. Yeah. That that's what that's what is currently true. Right. It took over from the king. Yeah. But he
8: didn't say which families.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but Valen would know they are called the United Families.
8: Again, you guys are all being very polite to him, but he has probably just lost everyone he knew. It is probably (laughs) better to just leave him, wander forest, get eaten by Yeti, and put him out of mind.
7: That's very harsh,
8: Bree. If he is strong, he will survive.
2: That's damn right.
8: Oh, he can hear me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I will
2: stage whisper quieter.
7: (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, Bree like starts like, "Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ralph, you you're welcome to leave and continue your search, but um as Rowan said, we'll be right here for uh, a short time. And uh I'll do my best to reach out to you uh if we are leaving before we touch base. Okay. Uh sounds good. Uh thank you for the for the breakfast and for the concern.
4: Good luck.
2: Hey, you too. Uh, and yeah, keep keep an eye out. Down there, uh, I I hope you don't find anything. But
4: we'll let you know if we do.
8: I hope we do. It would be a big waste of time if we did not. Why would he wish such terrible things on us? He, he, <laughs> meant, <laughs> he, he <laughs> meant he to take we him to home. We we feed him. We give him him water. He's, He's hoping we
7: don't find anything out about the destruction of his home.
8: Oh well, it's that it is more reasonable. But he said anything. I. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: And then he, yeah, hops back on the rope and rappels back down, and you hear him sort of trudging off into the snow, grumbling to himself.
0: <laughs> ben, yep.
2: is, uh, ben pulls up the rope and just turns
5: to you guys and like, he seems pretty stupid, hey? It's pretty dumb.
7: Well, it's, it's eh. not dumb. He certainly seems very capable. He's probably a fine merchant, but it's not every day that your place of belonging is suddenly not where it's supposed to be.
4: Yeah, I mean, he probably felt like he knew this place like the back of his hand. So this is this is probably pretty unsettling.
5: Yeah, but why wouldn't you take help if people are offering you help?
7: Ah, uh, well, we're not exactly uh, the you most. Didn't even ask for food or anything. We are a bit intimidating, looking around at the giant lizard and the <laughs> woads wandering around in the background, diggling with like the bandaged eye, like. The giant pseudopods. <laughs> giant mimic. <laughs> yeah, you see Ben is, like, really contemplating this,
5: and he's like, I guess, yeah, when you put it like that. <laughs> and not to mention
7: your own uh, unusual form. But we didn't... But we talked, you know... Yes, if you if, if were a more reasonable person, he, of course, would have ac- accepted our help.
6: I suppose um, the time travel thing isn't really something you think about every day. It's, um... A little unusual.
4: Yeah, it's a bit different than a cup of tea. Yeah, but like it's
5: because of fate and stuff, right? Like we were supposed to find him. He'll probably come back or he'll be important later. And because of what he told us, we'll, you know, because
2: it's, it's all going to happen, right?
4: Well, there you go. So if,
2: if it's all meant to happen, then he'll find his way back. No problem. And as you all finish up your breakfast, uh, I'll say thank you, Chris Bruce, for submitting Ralph Milk Oven. Uh, as one of our Patreon NPCs. <laughs>
5: oh, <Yeah>. amazing.
2: <laughs> Hello, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom.
1: Thank you for listening to
2: another episode of Wonders and Blunders. As you can probably tell by the intro, the list of patrons is slowly climbing, and we're so happy to see that. This show takes an awful lot of work, and we absolutely love putting it out but we love it even more when you show us how much you love it by throwing money at us. But we understand the times are tough, so if you can't head on over there and throw us a buck or two, don't worry about it. We're so happy to have you here listening, and that is really the number one thing you can do. A Couple of other things you can do for free is make a little post about us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Those are completely free ways to help this podcast grow and get better. And that's what we are into. And I know a lot of you are already doing that, and thank you the most. This game and campaign are very close to our hearts, and we love you all so much for keeping it going. So as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week.
0: Goodbye.